Video is the magic that brings people context into who you are. We talked to Brian Kramer about going live in private Facebook groups and get his thoughts on the new IGTV. It's Brand on Broadcasting, and it starts now. Welcome to Brand on Broadcasting. I'm Ross Brand from LivestreamUniverse.com. And you may be asking, Ross, why another podcast? And it's a good question. And why not, right? The cost of entry to doing these things is uh, fairly low. It just takes a little time or a lot of time. But I'm very excited to launch this new podcast. And I'll tell you why. And we're going to get to Brian Kramer. I'm so delighted. will be joining us on the very first episode. But I have two other podcasts. Um, I have the Livestream Universe Update and Alexa Flash Briefing. And there goes the uh, devices going off right now. And I also have Livestream Deals. Livestream Deals is very focused on products and getting interviews with uh, either the, the creator of those products, the, the owner of the companies, or a, a rep from the companies and talking about those products from their perspective and, and connecting live streamers with the gear and services and uh, different tools that they need to live stream, podcast, create content, and also to learn about those different mediums for uh, their content. Livestream Universe Update is basically a minute to three minutes of news about live streaming and uh, a rundown of some of the shows going on that day. So Brand on Broadcasting is an opportunity to talk about some of the things I love. Broadcasting, of course, from uh, traditional broadcasting, radio and TV to uh and particularly focused right now where where my focus is 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 digital broadcasting and live streaming podcasting um and and other types of online audio and video content creation including uh flash briefings and and voice activated devices and creating content for that and of course a big part of what I do is I help people build their personal and business brands and voice and video are a big part of that today and and how we communicate. And though the term broadcasting, often people think about a, a one-way delivery going out, but in, in the new media, in the new way of, of interactivity, it's all about conversation. So don't let the broadcasting term in the title make you think that this is all about uh, old school, you sit passively and listen and, and I talk. This is a conversation. Some of these shows will be done live streamed. Others uh, may be recorded at live events uh, or maybe maybe pre-recorded, uh, but there's going to be a lots of opportunity to engage and discuss what's going on and how you can use these uh, tools to really elevate your brand voice and uh, build your personal and business brand through audio and video because that is uh, the way of the future in communicating online and having conversations and public conversations, private conversations, and all types of community and conversation. So that's a lot of conversation. And speaking of conversation, let's get into a conversation with one of the greatest to come along in the world of digital marketing. He's a tremendous thought leader, human to human, H to H, 
uh, is Brian Kramer's philosophy. Uh, he's developed the idea that humans are still the ones who are in charge, not the robots, not AI, but it's going to be humans who win in the end. Brian is the author of two best-selling books. He's a TED Talk speaker. He's the founder of Pure Matter, uh, which he runs with his wife, uh, Courtney Smith Kramer. They also run uh, the H2H uh, Marketing Group on Facebook, and they lead a uh, private membership uh, uh, community as well in which they provide exclusive content, premium content, and uh, we get into that a little bit in the show as well. And, of course, his thoughts on the new IGTV. Brian's a super good guy uh, for somebody who has uh, a really big name in the business and has accomplished so much and is a keynote speaker and thought leader. Um, he's a tremendous, tremendous down-to-earth guy, and it was great chatting with him. And I'm honored for him to be the first guest on the new brand on broadcasting. So with all that in the bag... Let's get right to the interview with Brian Kramer. We talked at Social Media Week Lima just a couple of days ago. And here it is, episode one, Brand on Broadcasting. Enjoy. We are at Social Media Week Lima uh, 2018. I am with the great keynote speaker, Brian Kramer, somebody who's been in the digital marketing space for a while and one of the most respected people in the space. And on Brand on Broadcasting, one of the things that we're focusing on is where do these different aspects of audio and video and podcasting and content from TV to OTT all fit into the big picture. So as a marketer, you were, you were very big on when it came to building your personal brand, doing podcasting, Twitter chat, which you then had a live video show afterwards. Where have you kind of taken that content at this time, are you still doing those things, or have you kind of moved on to to a different approach? That's a good question. So for a few years, we had some uh, shows called H to H Chat. In fact, we were one of the first uh, video shows that was a Twitter show. Um, so it was a tweet chat with video uh, using Google Hangouts, and um, and that was a lot of fun. I really had a great time doing that. Um, we had incredible guests, and we were doing it as a weekly show. So it was on every Monday, and, and um, what would happen is people would uh, watch us uh, interview somebody, and then they would tweet um, you know, alongside the video as people were um, asking questions. We would also integrate the questions from the audience through tweets. So it was kind of a little bit different than what you might see on a webinar or in a um, you know, in a, in, in a, in a video, like a zoom capacity nowadays where it's all closed, you have to give your email address in order to see this. This was a fully public available live show. So it was kind of different than anything else that, that really was out there. Um, and then it started to, you know, pick up steam. We started to get really cool, uh, statistics around it. We had, um, at one point, gosh, around, um, I think it was like 30 to 40 million impressions per show. And it was really, you know, it was trending every single week. We were just so excited. And, um, and I was, I got to the point where, um, where we were doing it so, so much that, um, 
it, it started to become a little bit too scripted. And I get I'm, I'm one of those people where when it starts to become like a little bit more of a thing and it's not as fun and, you know, personally, I mean, the, the audience, I'm sure, loved it. But but I have to be passionate around it. And, and I, I know, you know, whoever's listening to this also knows that you have to be passionate around what, what it is that you're doing. And, um, and so as I started, as I start to lose steam on anything, that's when I start to go into recreation mode. And, um, so I, I put the show on hold just, I think about a year ago. Um, I also had a podcast and the podcast did very, very well. It was my second podcast. Uh, that podcast was called the BK show. And we were talking about human, humanity and human moments. Um, and so, um, you know, the, the BK show was, was really, um, uh, around uh, highlighting and focusing on people that had uh, had achieved something um, that they they had achieved something that in, in as humans that makes them unique or different um, and and again we did very well I had some really great guests on you know everyone from Gary Vaynerchuk um, to you know our friend Brian Fanzo I mean all all the whole gamut of people um, and yet again I, I was faced with the um, with with the uh, uh, challenge of not really feeling like this was the direction that eventually um, my passion was going to take me. So I had put that on hold at the same time. So I almost put everything that I was doing on, on a streaming perspective or an audio video perspective on hold. Um, and I started focusing on... Um, Two different two different areas. One is I started to focus in on content that um, that I could release as I felt it, rather than uh, content that was on schedule. And so now I'm doing more of that. I'm I'm um, videoing uh, the content as I see it, um, or as I feel it, and and um, and that I think comes off a little bit more authentic, um, as cliche as that word is these days. Um, and then, and then now I'm also looking at um, video, doing a lot of video in our private membership group. So while you don't see a lot of my video now outside of the mem- outside of you know on Facebook and back on YouTube and in all of these different places, it's because I'm doing it inside of a place where people are you know paying really to to get higher level quality content. Right. And so we've got a membership site that really developed you know is developed for great actually it's not a membership site it's a membership group on facebook that's private right. that allows them to, to then see that video and that's where i feel like i'm giving my most value right now is in that that kind of content with the organic reach of facebook being very difficult for live streamers to really make an impact um you think that that this is a strategy that other people should think about as they build their brand and develop a following that maybe they should start putting their content either pay only or in a private group. Because when you go live in your group or you put a recorded video on your group, everybody in the group gets notified, right? Um, or at least the people who've been active in the group. It used to be you get notified if there was a comment. Now I think it's only like if you've been active in the group lately or whatever. Um, and and then really we're having conversations with the people who are really super opted in and engaged right. um, versus creating content for the public and you're really not getting the traction out of it because Facebook's making it really hard to, to get that reach without paying for it. And um, while it's it's an important part of say our, our branding or whatever, it isn't necessarily live streaming for most businesses. 
the, the sort of their, their core competency or the key to their, their, their revenue streams at the current, at the current time. Yeah. Um, so that's a, that's a, a good thought there. And, um, it's, it's a, it's a challenge, it's a challenge to answer because it's different for each person, right? Um, each, everybody has a different way of, um, of delivering that feels unique or feels good to them. And, um, there, there are so many different forms right now that I wouldn't be worried about the comments and likes. I'd be worried about, or not worried, but I would, I would start to ask the question, where do you feel your, your best self? Um, is it going to be on Facebook Live? Is it going to be on YouTube Live? Is it going to be on Instagram Live? Is it going to be on recording your stuff? I mean, we've got you know, Damian Ross, who just much prefers to record his stuff before he does live video, right? Um, he was talking about that here at a conference that we're, we're attending. And we've got lots of people that, you know, know how to push the button, as Brian uh, Fanzo says, and, and just go live. Um, and so, you know, there, there are audio, there's audio with podcasts where, you know, people prefer not to be on video. Um, and they would rather have the audio perspective of, you know, letting everybody paint the picture of what it is that they're saying. So you look at, start to look at the art form of each of those different approaches that I just explained and, and think through what's the one that makes the most sense for you first before you start thinking about comments and likes and all that kind of stuff, engagement. Because it's going to come out. It, that, kind of, that kind of feeling is going to come out. I think it's going to come across to your audience in the best way possible. Once you get everybody, or once, sorry, once you get yourself onto that platform, platform direction and you're starting to figure out which, which way you want to go, then I think it's good to start figuring out the strategy towards that. So, um, so for instance, in you know, the Facebook group, um, when, when, I, when I do it, I think that um, because everyone's paying for it, um, not paying for my, just my content because we do plenty of other things. But when you're paying for something, it's kind of like paying for your, your, your weight loss or your exercise okay. or paying for you know a gym. Um, although a gym over time starts to become one of those things that you kind of put in the background a little bit. But when you pay for something, you tend to use it more. And when it's free, you tend not to, right? You're not as invested. Um, and so it's the same thing with content. Um, content is great and there's a lot of it right now. And so how do we get the best of that content? Well, we want to purchase it and we want to make sure that we're getting the best content, you know, that way. And so, yeah, Facebook groups do pop up, um, private Facebook groups, especially if you have a nice compact little community, you know, 50, a hundred, 200 people. Um, but something really nice, nicely sized where everybody can feel the community. They can get to know each other and they're going to get that value out of the content every single time because it, because it will pop up for them. That's how the algorithm is built um, in, for those private communities. Like you said, it's going gonna, it's gonna to pop up a reminder much more so than, you know, um, some of these big groups that we all belong to that we just kind of put on hold and then eventually move our settings to notification of friends only. And then eventually we move our settings to no notifications, please, but I'll still stay in the group. And then eventually we clean out all our groups and we start to, you know, figure out which groups we really want to be a part of. And then all of a sudden we're like, oh, this is just too much content so you don't open up Facebook anymore. So that's that's why I think it really is heading into the direction of paid content. Um, not that non-paid content is going to go away. That's the stuff that people need to see that you know warms them up, that gives them awareness, that makes them believe and understand and trust you to know that that you you know they want to do business with you. But um, you know that that kind of that there's a lot of it. And so how are you going to get through that? I think is by creating the content that people are willing to pay for. 
So what I'm what I'm what I'm hearing is that for those people who are leveraging their expertise, um, rather than boosting your live videos or boosting recorded videos and hoping to hit an audience, you're far better off getting a group together of your people who are passionate about what you do, who want to learn from you, who then you can share that knowledge at a at a price. But, it, but it, it sort of benefits the customer as well because they're willing to pay a certain amount to opt into using their Facebook time for something that they really value versus living at the, at the whim of the algorithm, right? <laughs> so yes and no. So there's the, uh, the other side to this is that there is uh, video content that does a lot better with um, – with engaging people that you don't know. Um, and um, so case in point, I, I have, an, I have a, uh, an email list, a, a nice sizable email list. And um, there are a lot of people on that list that, you know, they receive my newsletter uh, every week, but it, it's not, um, you know, over time, it's not, it's just, you know, it's another, although I put a lot of effort into it and I write it and I would like to believe that all 30,000 people read it, they don't um, because that's not, that's not real. And so every once in a while, you've got to do something that's going to recapture their attention. It's going to offer them great value. It's going to do something that's going to reinstall, install that trust again. And, um, and, and, and there's so many different pieces of, uh, and ways that people are coming at, uh, content's coming at people right now that to reinstall trust, to really build that trust, you really have to um, give them something that's going to be way above and beyond what they're usually um, receiving. And so, like, for instance, just recently in the last week, I just launched a um, a video series, a free video series. So I, I am using it in a way that they can get some value. They can get to know who I am. They can understand, like, um, exactly some like straight up takeaways that they can do to, to humanize their brand and see see it affect their bottom line and and how how the dollars and cents will come through based upon that um, and so that kind of video is really great but it's a video where I'm able to actually talk to people and actually receive their feedback so now I'm I'm using video for engagement um, and I do it over email so it drive the video drives every two weeks it's a free video on a s certain topic I'm teaching that topic I'm doing it in about five minutes or less um, and then it's helping to um, you know then say hey reply back let me let me know what you think and let's let's have a conversation about it without selling them or you know doing anything that's salesy it's um, it's it's just a very I think a very human way to work because we if I were to write all of that stuff into an email and, and send it out and teach the same lesson through writing, it would probably go like into the wastebasket or into the, the digital trash can right, right. because people aren't going to get the context of what, who you are and how you deliver and what you, you know, what kind of person you're like. Um, that's only going to come through video, um, maybe audio, but even more so through video. So that's why I went, flew up and went to Toronto and filmed all these at an agency called Irrational Marketing and filmed all these different videos and really put my heart and soul into it because I really feel like that's the, that's the magic, that video is the magic that brings people context into who you are. Um, it, it brings up an interesting question because um, Gary Vaynerchuk has talked a lot about 
audio and voice being voice being the next frontier was the big statement that he made at at vid summit and he's hosting voice con and he's he's pushing uh voice a lot trying to make his agency sort of the place to go for for voice um do you see um sort of voice being the next stage and sort of branding that like companies are going to need to have a voice and what does our voice sound like and is our voice is the voice of our brand male or is it female is it younger or is it older is it an authority figure or is it somebody uh, a little sc- sarcastic and I, I mean because eventually um and and maybe we're not going to get there but eventually it seems like we're going in the direction of voice search and voice reports and voice content and interactive voice content because as people start to listen to flash briefings and things like that, and then they can just voice order a product or, or, or voice, uh, put down schedule an appointment through voice. Um, what do you see as being the, the, the role of voice going forward or audio going forward in terms of branding and marketing? Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm not sure there's a lot I can, uh, I can add to that because what you just said is coming. Um, voices at the very beginning stages um you know siri for for whatever reason can't get anything straight um and you know it's it's um you know google google uh, voice is fantastic much more so anyway um and so there 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 are possibilities of what's coming i think you know everything in our house and our car and and, and what we do in life will be voice activated the the con- contextual piece is what you know voice is having a problem with but they'll fix that excuse me over time and understanding who's talking which person is talking like what they what what where are they coming from what's their profile you know um like for instance if you if you were to look at like a program like um x.ai it's a virtual um, calendaring system for amy and andrew to be able to calendar everything for you and it's these um they're artificial intelligence um bots really that were programmed to be able to calendar so all all you have to do is just you know cc amy or andrew and say can you can you help me get a meeting with ross next week for 30 minutes on either tuesday or thursday and amy will say yes absolutely and then leave me off every email after that and then she'll work with you to get that done now um google just brought out um a uh, voice activated um software that actually does that over the phone um that will that will take uh you can call um you know, I forget the name of the, the the program that they just released. It was like two weeks ago or three weeks ago, and you can you can um, you you can call over the the phone, or you can or you can just go through Google Search and say, "Can you please call my haircut place and reschedule my haircut from this Thursday to next Thursday or next week sometime?" Um, I you know pick a time on my calendar right. that works. And but here's the difference: it's not email because that's not an email driven business. Right, um, they take phone, um, phone mostly phone um, uh, scheduling. So, so that uh, that voice will then pick up the phone and call that person and have a conversation and say, within context, how you know, can you schedule my my hair? Can we reschedule Brian's haircut for next Thursday? And um, oh, we don't have any times on that day. And then they threw the the AI through a loop and said, "How's the week after?" Oh, the week after is great, but only on Tuesday from two to four. I mean, you're talking a robot having this kind of conversation. That's pretty cool. Um, so voice is just beyond. It's beyond search. 
it's 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 an engaged conversation of actually product having a productive conversation that can get something done that takes the time away from what you're doing. Um, so, you know, I know you're asking about, um, you know, news flashes or news briefs and, you know, um, how we can search by voice and how we can do all these things, but it goes way beyond that. It's, it's going to be into the, how do we save time from the things that we could be using our time and it could be better spent on other things that will make us more, um, more human. Um, and that's the direction I'm heading. And that's the direction that I, I believe in humans. I think humans will win, not the robots. And we're, you know, robots aren't going to take over the world. I believe that we are going to have, um, we are going to have more time to spend to build a connection like what you and I are doing here, getting to sit in person and having a, an interview and talk versus, uh, because of the AI robots that are allowing us and giving us more time to do that. And because of the technology that's now become so democratized that anybody can host their own show and doesn't need to work for a station and get get expensive equipment and all that, right? Or you can have you can have uh, things like this. So the technology is allowing us to have these type of interactions that without it, we'd go, okay, maybe we could schedule a time and rent a studio and do it. Oh, wait, I got to get advertisers first. And, you know, so now you can do so many different things for brand building. Um, we are both at Social Media Week Lima 2018 in Lima, Ohio. Um, and while we're here, the news broke that um, Instagram has started IGTV. It's uh, for vertical video. You can upload. Uh, eventually, you'll be able to upload up to an hour-long video, sort of uh, trying to become the YouTube of vertical videos. What do you make of this move, and is it something that uh, you're looking at getting into either for yourself or recommending for for clients to uh, to pursue? Yeah, I mean, uh, breaking by breaking, you mean like yesterday, like last <laughs> night this came out, so... <laughs> Um, so this, so we, we passed a phone around the bus, Brian's phone and, and, um, and did a video and it was 10 minutes long and it had 41, I think people or 40 some people on the video right there live doing, doing everything that, um, we tried to do. So, um, it was, it was pretty cool. Um, you know, it's called what IGTV and, um, and it's now a TV. It's, it's, it's basically trying to do what Facebook did with their TV channel. Um, no surprise. Uh, everything they do on Facebook, they do on Instagram. Um, and so I'm a believer that Instagram actually is going to take the, the, the lead actually over Facebook. I think I, I'm, a, I'm a bigger proponent of, of Instagram because of the visual aspect. Um, I also think that we're all more mobile than we are. Um, you know, when it comes to video, we're a little bit more mobile and we're a little bit more um, uh, uh, flexible when it comes to telling stories because we can use a phone to show where we're at and what we're doing. Um, and so I see the creators using this more than anybody else. Um, they're going to be able to create video content that is um, kind of like what you, what we just felt like through the podcast era of being able, like you said, just to bring, you don't have to rent a, a, a TV station or a radio station or a, a studio to do what you just did. Same thing with Instagram. I mean, why not, um, you know, be able, being able to produce your own TV show? Um, 
and and do an IGTV channel for yourself and have those sorts of things. Um, I know a lot of people did that for YouTube and they were very successful doing that. But um, but again, it's not a YouTube. While you can view the videos on YouTube, and I know that they have the tools to be able to create on YouTube, it's still not quite. I think a, a, a mobile friendly live TV uh, driven channel. And it's not um, as social for everybody. It's not as social for everyone, right? That's right. Yeah. So so I think that um, Instagram is is on to something with this. It's going to be pretty exciting. Yeah, I'm excited about it. I actually came up with a setup at home where I have a couple of interfaces and I'm able to get the audio from not just myself, but my guest into Instagram before I knew this was coming along. So um, shows like this, if I was doing this from home rather than here at the event, um, I could actually have vertical video going. Um, you would only obviously see me, but you could hear the entire show as it's being done, and then I can take that video and upload it. So I'm excited about it. I think um, I think it's also exciting for people who haven't maybe made a dent on YouTube. It's like, yeah. okay, we're all equal here. <laughs> yeah, it, sure, it certainly gives everybody a fresh start, right? Yeah. Um, and uh, and I think that um, you know YouTube creators are a certain certain breed. Um, these are people that are very serious uh, about creating content. Um, Instagram is is um, is everyone. Instagram is you know your 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 brother, your sister, your dad, your mom, um, and and not that's not to say that that all those people are going to start to create content on IGTV, but but if they're already there and content's being created there, then that gives the opportunity for more people to see the content. Now, YouTube obviously is a big. Um, site it's the second biggest search engine um, and so being able to, to have access to that kind of content is great but what if IG becomes that content place what if they're t what if they're onto something so much that it starts to become even more accessible for everybody because we're already on the platform I'm not saying this is going to happen I'm just throwing out the, the the possibility of them not just being onto something but taking over yeah my mind just like you probably is just kind of spinning with what the possibilities could be. I'm, I'm almost seeing like, well, maybe YouTube's where you go to learn and you go to, you go to Instagram to be entertained or, or to see people sort of sharing their everyday life where you go to, you go to YouTube for like a tutorial or something like that. Anyway, I appreciate all the time. Brian Kramer is one of the best people uh, in, in digital marketing and also just a, a great human. He coined the human-to-human -human term, and he, he really lives it and practices what he preaches. So it's an honor to have you as the first guest on the new brand on broadcasting. Thank you so much, Ross, and I appreciate um, how much you put into the video community and how much you share and how much you support everybody. I told you this off the microphone, and I'll tell you, tell everybody who's listening here, if you're not following Ross and you're not learning from Ross, then, well, you need to. <laughs> so thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Thanks so much, Brian. What a great conversation with Brian Kramer, and thanks, Brian, for the kind words. Really do appreciate it. You can find Brian Kramer's website, briankramer.com. The business is Pure Matter, and that's at purematter.com. Brian has two books. You can check out Shareology, How Sharing Powers the Human Economy, and There Is No B2B or B2C. It's Human to Human, hashtag H2H, both of those books. You can find at livestreamdeals.com. You can also find them on Amazon or wherever Fine books are sold near you. And don't forget to connect with Brian on social, on Twitter and Facebook at 
Brian Kramer, B-R-Y-A-N, Kramer, BrianKramer.com is the website. Look forward to seeing you back for episode two, where I break down the battle between YouTube and IGTV and why I'm super excited about IGTV. Uh, Look forward to that episode coming up, as well as episodes with Brian Fanzo and Jessica Phillips this week. Stay tuned for much more from Brand On Broadcasting. Have a great day, everybody. 